0: You wouldn't want my life to get boring. Hi, Mike.
1: What's up, Zach? How you doing?
0: I'm good, man. How are you?
1: <laughs> I'm good. How's the weather back home?
0: It's actually perfect right now.
1: Define perfect.
0: Um, seventies during the day, sixties in the evening, with like a warm breeze. Gosh, we got hit with, I'm like, four so inches jelly. of snow
1: last night. To be
2: fair, though, that weather he just described was, like, the weekend, and then today it snowed on
0: us.
1: That's true. That's true.
2: Did you guys get snow? I got ice. Yeah, we got
1: snow. Uh, I got yeah. tons
2: of snow. Mine's just snow ice. is better than ice. I mean, wait, is this the podcast? Should I actually start us <laughs> <this> intro? Yep. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to The <laughs> Company, a podcast about X-Wing, Star Wars, and local weather, I guess? Yeah. yeah. Yep. My uh, knees hurt.
0: You guys should definitely have a weather update section. (laughs)
2: Yes! (laughs) (laughs) This weather update from like three weeks ago, because we're recording this before we actually post it the week of. Uh, Hey everybody, I'm Scott. I'm drinking a Golden Spike Hefeweizen. That's good stuff. Mm. Yeah, I haven't tried it before.
3: That does sound good.
2: Did
4: you really say Weizen? Hefeweizen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're in in Utah. Grandma Nazi...
3: No, it's
4: Hefeweizen. Yes,
1: I know. <laughs> Introduce yourself. The pronunciation <laughs> Nazi <seem> to my <laughs> left is Eric.
4: Hey, I'm Eric, and uh, I'm drinking a fat tire from New Belgium.
3: Good.
2: New Belgium? New Belgium. <laughs> <laughs>
4: so I've had like three of these already, like every time. <laughs> yeah.
5: And of course, we're joined today by Stu. Hello, I'm Stu. I'm drinking a boogie water brown ale from Park City Brewery. Yummy.
1: I'm Mike. I am uh, also drinking Park City Brewery, the Last Pitch Session IPA. Ooh. And of course, joining Don't us as Don't say
2: of course. Well, <laughs> and a maybe joining Brody, who hasn't quit on
1: us after the last couple of episodes, us as <laughs> always, as we Who doesn't appreciate our Beastie Boys references?
3: Um, I open my beer. <laughs> uh, I'm drinking a, you're in a Yard Cell winter lager, even though it's almost spring.
1: And we have a special guest with us today. We've got Zach from Team Covenant. Zach, are you drinking anything right now?
0: Uh, yeah, I didn't know we were going to go over what I was drinking, but I'll go ahead and say it. I'm drinking Dickel Rye Whiskey.
2: Nice. nice.
3: He's way more oh, grown wow. up. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> He's
2: like an adult. Wait, so can I start drinking in like hard alcohol?
1: You may not. No. All All
4: right, right. Hard hard theme. I was getting excited. I was like, we can start drinking Old Fashions now?
0: You <laughs> oh, may not. Man. No. <laughs> no joke. Old Fashions are the jam. Oh yeah. What if I start making
2: beer cocktails?
1: You two are hard enough to handle on three two beer. And i am usually never
5: that's, like more than two. Fair. That's really it'll fair. it'll be three three two cocktails. Yeah, I'll have three point two cocktails.
6: <laughs>
4: the whiskey bottle ran out, right that's where the point came
5: from. So yeah, hey Zach.
2: Welcome to the podcast.
0: Thank you guys so much for having me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Um before we get into like X Wing questions for you, it sounds like there's some big news coming out of Team Covenant land today.
0: <laughs> I was like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, we're really excited. We're we're launching a. Um, we've been working on it for a while, but a podcast. Uh, kind of, a, I mean, it's a show, right? It's um, it'll be a podcast, and it'll be on YouTube. And we're gonna cut clips and different segments and upload those to Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, and it's kind of a just. Our, our discussion on tabletop and the games we're interested in and care about so it'll be everything from x-wing to destiny to netrunner to game of thrones to arkham to board games and rpgs and whatever and we're gonna have a lot of special guests on from from various companies within the industry so it's pretty i'm pretty pumped about it
5: yeah you guys have a sweet setup i love watching your unboxings and stuff like that when new waves come out
2: thank you thank you very much Yeah, will that be a separate
0: YouTube channel,
2: or if we're already subscribed to the Team Covenant uh, YouTube, will we just get that?
0: Uh, It'll be in the same channel. It'll just be like a show on the channel, right? Um, So sort of like we post gameplay videos and unboxings and interviews. This will just be another thing that we do. We're, We're planning to do it on a weekly, weekly basis.
1: Right on. That sounds awesome.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Sounds sweet.
1: All right, Zach, so uh, we've got an episode kind of focused around X-Wing for you here today, and we've uh, really just got some questions prepared for you. Is it sure. okay if we just kind of jump into those? Brady
2: Absolutely. Had time on his hand and made real show notes for us.
1: Like,
0: every week.
2: Yeah, but this time we're actually going to follow it. Oh, okay.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, you can ask me whatever. We also, um, obviously the new FAQ went up today, which is crazy. Oh,
1: yeah, we're definitely going to talk about that. Uh,
0: that's, yeah. that's, that's at the end so that people that. can
2: just turn us off in
3: disgust.
0: Yeah, and end on a salty
3: note. <laughs> or a happy note. Salty note.
0: Hey, salt be good.
3: Hmm. Right, let's do it. Yeah. So
1: the, the first topic we have is just about how to attack a meta when you're building a list for X-Wing. What's, uh, can you talk us through your process for that, um, kind of how you analyze it, and what do you look for?
0: Sure. Uh, for me, the meta is a really important part of preparing for a big tournament. Um, but it, it's less it's less about like building to beat a certain meta, and more about making sure that things in the meta don't just automatically beat me. And so, you know, right now, or I guess the FAQ just came out, so things just re- dramatically changed. But uh, in, at Mustafar, like a month ago, um, you know, if you have a list that's pretty weak to, like, Palp Defenders or Triple Defenders or Mind Link or Dingaroo, um, it's probably not that great of a list for that meta. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not, like, analyzing the meta to, to figure out what's the thing that's going to beat Palp Defenders the most as long as I feel like I'm in the game against them and I can outplay my opponents and I'm not just going to lose because of the matchup, that's the that's the main thing for me on the meta. So it's taking a look at what's winning tournaments, what do I expect people to play, and, the hard, and I think the hardest part about the meta is that the really good players don't necessarily just follow the meta, and so you can't just bank on, you know, tweaking a list to be exclusively good against these two or three things, so... It's just being familiar enough with what's popular and what's good to know that you're not just going to automatically draw into a loss because honestly like to do well at a big tournament like in Mustafar, there were seven rounds with a cut to day two with two more rounds and then a cut to eight and it's like to make it to that cut to eight even you if you have any one game that's just an auto loss that could be the end of your tournament yeah yeah that sounds
1: that's crazy high-level competitive. Right. That's Got operating now. well above where I yep. normally am. <laughs>
2: but a good thing to to kind of segue off of that is, so when you're playing in these kind of large tournaments and you're playing against, like, the top-tier people, like, how do you maintain your composure and stuff in that kind of situation?
0: You know, I feel, I feel really fortunate. Because um, for me, that's actually when I'm, like, at my most comfortable. And so, right. like the the pressure of playing like i know you know you get to worlds or you get to a big tournament and someone like paul heaver three-time world champions there and there are a lot of people that are very much like oh man i hope i don't get paired against paul um and like honestly i would i would rather play paul in the first round like just straight out the gate like just get it out of the way i mean it's just you don't get the chance to play against paul at worlds but that's a rare thing right so like having that opportunity to play against him and compete against him and compete on that level is just exciting for me. So, I don't know, the bigger the tournament, the the more known the players, the more focused I get, and the... the I don't really get nervous about it, I guess, is the, is the thing. So, I am um, ex- I get excited. I remember last year at Hoth, I made the top eight, and I got to play against Nathan. And he, he'd gotten second at the Worlds a couple months before that. And, you know, he's just like the nicest person in the world. He's a uh you know teenager he's this awesome kid he's super smart and um i was really excited to get to play against him um so i've never really personally had the problem of like maintaining composure or getting nervous or shaking or bumping my ships or uh you know making some really critical mistake because you're just out of your mind in a tournament
1: yeah that's a great way to look at it Uh, an exciting chance or opportunity you've got instead of oh crap got myself psyched out before i set my ships up (laughs) right yeah
4: it's pretty cool
3: you can use it as a like a focusing thing yeah i
1: think
4: like the base level of that like getting paired up against paul heaver is like all right well even if he crushes me you'll probably learn something from him because he's such a good player you can watch how he handles situations you're like oh that makes sense thank you i'll try and do that next time i'm that's then somebody, when people you know. are
2: like, you lost in the first round? You're like, yeah, I got paired up with Paul Heaver And they're like, oh, yeah,
6: okay. That's important, having <laughs> a good excuse for why
2: you lost. I say that every time. They're like, you could just very got tabled in Worlds. i like, yeah, well, I
0: got- Paul Heaver played me. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that's good. Yeah, so you got to sit there and watch him just actually play the game while you danced around and looked like a child.
6: Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Zach, when, once you've settled on a list... Once you've analyzed the meta and you've kind of picked what you like, um, how do you prepare for a tournament in the time leading up to a tournament? Like, How, how do you practice? Uh,
0: well, that depends on how much time I have <laughs> and how, mm-hmm. how soon I find my list. So a big part for me in choosing a list in general is it needs to be something that I enjoy using and that I'm comfortable with. So. It, the first step of that is I enjoy it. And so, because tournaments are long. Like, if you're going to go to Worlds or at Mustafar, like I said, it was seven rounds with two more rounds with a cut. So, like, to literally win that tournament, you had to play 12 rounds of X Wing in, like, 30, 36 hours, right?
6: <laughs> <Ugh>.
0: And so. <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah. So. Don't wear me out. <laughs> yeah. But the, the thing about that is, like, that's why I would never, ever, ever, ever run a tie swarm at a major tournament. Oh, yeah. It would be exhausting. It's just exhausting. And I don't want to do that. Um. So once I have a list that's fun and that I think doesn't just auto-lose to something in the meta, um, it's something I, I'd enjoy playing and isn't going to just kill me from playing it. Uh, I usually just, you know, play a lot of games. I play as, as many games as I have time for. I have a couple sparring partners that were really good at just playing very quickly. Um, and, you know, we'll get halfway through a game and it's like, I saw what I needed to see. Or, like, so I ran Canaan um, Biggs at Worlds. And... Effectively, for a while, I was the games I was losing, um, it, was, it was when my shuttle would come out. And so I actually started just playing games setting up from that point on.
6: Hmm.
0: Where it's like, what would be a normal setup for once Kanan gets out, off the board and I'm, I'm down to the shuttle? And it's like, and what would my opponent p- like probably have left on the board at this point and play that particular scenario over and over again? Instead of like spending an hour playing a game to get to that point... Um, and just kind of walking through everything, everything I can and it's, it's really hard though, right? And I think this is what it's, it's uh, maneuvers and the, the general strategy of each player can be so drastically different even with the same list and so like you can play against Dingaroo all day long and then you show up to Worlds and he's just playing it completely differently, right? Yeah. And so it's, it's less to me about it's just about being comfortable so I, I play until I feel comfortable against whatever matchups I, I kind of expect to see. And sometimes, though, like, so I played at the Tulsa Regional um, a week and a half ago. And I had been playing Cane and Biggs for a long time, like, since last August. And I played it at Worlds, and I played it at Mustafar. Uh, but I was kind of tired of it. I, I was just kind of at that point, And I also didn't have a ton of time to uh, test for the Tulsa Regional because it was only two weeks after Mustafar. But I saw a list online um, from the Yavin Open that got second. And that's like a 350-person tournament in the UK that had Ahsoka in it. And it was Ahsoka mm-hmm. Hera. And it's just this wild list. And it took me... I, I was reading through it with Tim. Tim was standing next to me. And I was just like laughing. And like I was like, I don't understand how this guy got second. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a crazy list. It, it was just like, he had C3PO on the Ghost. And like you can't trigger C3PO unless you roll in Agility. Twitter. And so it only works when attacks are Obstructed or you're at range 3. Um... <laughs> So, that said, uh, I played the list. Um, I think I I just wanted to see how it works. I played it two or three times, and then I played that at a regional. So I only had three games with that list going to the regional. Mm. Um, But like, you know, at a a certain point, you've played enough games with enough of the ships and it gets enough of the list that like you just get comfortable. And so you don't really need specific practice because if you get too specific, it just stops being useful. Um, So yeah, I, I would say that's that's how you get ready for a tournament is you just find something you enjoy and you play a lot of it and then you go to the tournament and you have fun
1: how did the uh, Tulsa Regional end up? Uh, what, what list ended up winning? I actually haven't had, ch- haven't had a chance to look yet.
0: Yeah, the, the list that won was uh, uh, Upsilon Omega Leader uh, Vesry on the Defender Ooh. and so he was running um, fire control system on the Upsilon so he gets a free target lock and then just leave the target lock on. And you have Palpine on the Epsilon. Uh, but coordinate, coordinate was super powerful. Um, he's actually the guy that knocked me out of the tournament in the top eight. Um, that ability to take an action with one of your, your bigger ships when the Epsilon goes is actually very strong. Whether it's to get the evade on Omega Leader or to get a focus, like, very consistently, both of his aces had focus, evade, target lock. Ooh, jeez. Man,
1: <laughs> Stu is our resident imperial ace expert and he's <laughs> drooling as he's taking notes over here. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Was, Stu has been really the good. biggest proponent of that Upsilon shuttle. It's
4: I I've only played it that one game that you and me played Scott and it's it's really good, I think. It's, it's, I think, it's really yeah.
0: Good. Yeah. Four Dice is good.
2: Yeah, you can't get in front of that at all. And it actually has a decent dial for yeah. what it is. Yeah, it's got all the
5: turns. All the turns.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, anytime a big ship gets a one turn...
5: uh, (laughs) 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 Brody's uh, just mad. I I did a one hard with an Epsilon away from a Prox mine that he dropped and completely avoided it. That is fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Don't encourage him, Zach. (laughs) Brody's never going to forgive him for that.
3: (laughs) Just one more thing.
2: I don't know. Did
5: you see... um, I think it was the Lothal system open... The final match uh, had this insane imperial list that was Tomax Bren right up next to uh, Quick, draw. Mm, draw, fire, quick oh, draw.
3: Draw their fire,
5: Quick Draw. their fire, Quick Draw. And he had fire control system on, and then the uh, the targeting synchronizer. That's awesome. So so he just like PS9 shoot first, get a target lock, give it to Tomax, and then Tomax would alpha strike. It was insane.
0: huh that's really and then cool. Qui-
1: and then Quick Draw could get to shoot again if he took damage with Draw Their Fires. That's yes. right. Yes. Yes. Oh my because god. Yeah. Yeah. Quick draw and draw that's
4: their that's Amazing. Really so cool, even right? if you're like, all right, I'll ignore. I just won't shoot Quick Draw. So it doesn't matter. You just you just hope that you're not landing cr- crits on him because, yeah. Yeah, it was a cool list. And I had
3: Carnor just like running around flanking. It was kind of fun. The final match was kind of anticlimactic, but it was a cool list. Um, all right, cool. So, thank you for all of that. Uh, so I might we, uh, be a little
1: better player now. <laughs>
3: yeah, I'm not, but it was really interesting. <laughs> Nothing is gonna help me. So, we're gonna move on a little bit. Um, I think all of us uh, do our best to try to build our community, especially ar- around here. Um, and I know that I'm specifically very jealous with uh, Team Covenant's ability to uh, build their community and, and have like a great turnout. So I just thought I'd talk a little bit about community building, if that's okay with you.
0: Sure. You you guys are the captains. Oh, okay.
3: Yeah. I like that.
1: <laughs> um, I'm not calling you Captain Brody. Yeah, I am. Yeah. It's only
2: Captain
3: Brody from now on.
2: <laughs> I am the captain now.
3: So, I mean, just a little bit about, a little bit, you can go, like, really quick fire, but, like, what was the genesis behind Team Covenant? I'm sure, I mean, it's kind of, like, built into your guys' mission statement. But you can go over that really quickly? Where did yeah, you sure. Start?
0: Um, so we're, we're actually about to post... Uh, we, we haven't really had an about page on our website ever. Um, and we're about to post it. It's a very extended version of this story. Uh, but the short version is, um, I grew up playing tabletop games. I, I met most of my closest friends playing games. And I used to host tournaments out of my uncle's movie store in our small little town. And that's where I met, you know, Steven and Jonathan, and, of course, my, I didn't meet my brother Tim there, but we played games <laughs> there together. Uh, and, effectively, we, we grew up playing games together, and we go to tournaments, and uh, then when I was in college, I just, I'd, we'd grown up going to a lot of stores, and like, like I said, I hosted tournaments out of my, my uncle's movie shop, and, like, you know, he doesn't care about the games, he's just letting us use his space, and then we'd go to a bunch of game stores, and they don't really care because we're not playing magic um and so they just don't really care and then you know as a freshman in college and i ordered some stuff online and i just had got really crappy service and then i had to go to a tournament without like enough cards to really play and i got owned and then that store wasn't that great and so like it was just kept being these frustrating experiences and so we ultimately started out as a you know a group of friends who thought we could could make tabletop gaming better. And we could at least do our part and, and make a little some little parts of it better. And so that evolved over the years. And, and we, when I was a freshman in college, I started an online like web store. Uh, that was 2007. And so two things were pretty new at the time. One was this idea of blogging was a thing that was starting to happen. Um, and then there's this website that was pretty new called YouTube. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. So uh, we've been selling stuff online, and like we, when I was in my, my teen years, um, I actually wrote articles for Wizards of the Coast about their Star Wars TCG. And so uh, this idea of blogging sounded pretty cool, so we decided to start blogging. And then uh, Stephen's brother Jonathan is a like guru at videos, and so he wanted uh, at the time he very much wanted us to become like the ESPN of gaming. And so uh, we started doing some like gameplay videos and some tutorials and, and that kind of stuff. And uh, from there it just evolved and we, we kept growing and people seemed to like what we were doing and we added more games. And then about five years ago, we, um, we'd been going for like five years at that point and uh, we had a couple employees and we had some inventory, but we were working out of uh, Stephen and and Robert and Jonathan, Tim's house. They all lived in this big house together. <laughs> it was hilarious. Um, but we, you know, we had a bunch of inventory there, and we were actually like, like I was going over there to work. Uh, and so, we, after years and years of just dealing with like what we thought was ultimately suboptimal, like local retail experience, uh, we decided to open a store. And so we opened a store in March of 2012. That was five years ago this month, and uh, that's when we. That was actually the first time. It's funny. Uh, that was the first time we really got into. It was five or six months before that we started getting into uh, a thing called living card games, and so uh, <laughs> that kind of that kind of changed some things for us too. But we opened the store. We launched subscriptions, which is a big deal for us. So, uh, like a year later, we started making uh, custom products on like acrylic and wood. Uh, our first product was X-Wing templates, or c- compatible templates with X-Wing. Um, Everybody here sorry, has sorry, a crap problem.
1: ton of, of X-Wing stuff from you guys. It's really right. great. We appreciate it. Well, we appreciate it. It. Yeah. Mike, going back Thanks to Oklahoma
4: Mike. to visit family has not helped that situation either, when we don't that's have to true. pay for shipping and we can just give him money because he's <laughs> going to go to your shop anyways. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. So so yeah, we did that, and then that was really successful. People loved that. By that point, our our videos started becoming not so awful. Um, (laughs) You know, yeah, Yeah,
3: that would be awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah, Uh, you'll get there. Just keep going. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There was no confidence in that. Uh. (laughs) Uh, So then we, in like 2015, we moved to a nicer store. We had a beer on tap, and we kind of been hoping everything we've been doing ever since, and and now we're kind of in the we're really starting to hone hone what we're good at and kind of learn where we see ourselves and what we think we can do. And we started out, right, it was very much just like, we're going to make everything better. And it turns out, like, that's a really big freaking mission, uh, <laughs> yeah. to just, like, make everything better. Um, <laughs> Real open-ended <laughs> so there. Uh, like I said, we're, we're, we're about to post a, a way more proper, like, about page that has a lot more details on the whole story and whatnot, but... In short, you know, like we've we've just learned a lot over the past decade, and and turns out when you do something for ten years, you start learning how to do it better. Um, and we're really excited. We're we're way more focused than we've ever been, and we have some pretty awesome stuff on the horizon that I'm I'm excited to to make happen.
1: That all sounds really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Got um, so
2: glad. I'm actually kind of glad that we don't have beer on tap at our no, you're not. store. Don't be that person. No, because. <laughs> Tater would be dead right now No, we would win more
3: against Tater
4: No, 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 I did really well At that tournament we did at the Elks Lodge And it's because
0: I yeah. had a beer per round That is, uh, that is not a bad choice I, also, I can attest yeah. to
1: how um, Inaccessible The game shop uh, Atmosphere was before Team Covenant Back in Tulsa it, uh, it was a real hard thing To break into back there just not, not very friendly Not great customer service So yeah I, mean, <laughs> I, I would be at the shop every week If I still live there buddy
0: Yeah we miss you Mike
1: <laughs> oh.
0: I feel
4: like oh. that's kind of the situation Everywhere Like a lot of game stores are like that Like I know a few of the ones I went to in Arizona Were like that Where it's like I walked in the door And like no one would even acknowledge I existed It's like yeah You <laughs> know I don't know I, I've had a few stores around here do that too So it's not Yeah it's kind of a bummer kind of how i think
1: most game stores are at least the older ones so uh th- that was a great uh background on team covenant but moving on to our last question maybe the most pertinent news about x-wing oh, what do you think about the faq that came out today <laughs> we're gonna go down uh, page 20. is it the fuq or the FQ? Uh,
4: i forgot how it said so definitely the fu scum faq yeah
6: for real
0: <laughs> well i'm gonna be honest um I'm not that big of a scum player. Just I'm just not. Uh, but, you know, I, I didn't... As an example, Atani, uh, Atani Mine Link was getting very popular. Um, and I, I think I, I never really thought it was too good. Like, it's yeah. pretty consistent, but I, I just think once players started figuring out how to play against it, um, it's not... It's not know, broken. It's not broken. It's not like Triple Jump Master is bad. Right. Uh, but even then, I think the problem is, like, if you just show up to a weekly, like, league night or a tournament, it's so consistent that, like, players that don't really know what they're doing can win with it, and then when they're playing I other it. I've appreciated players, that. <laughs> that has helped like, us. It's, it's just like, so some, if two people show up, and they're both pretty new, and one guy has a tawny mind link list that he got off the internet, and the other guy has, you know, any fun list that he's built that he's just excited to try, yeah. he's just going to get wrecked. Um, And that, that's always that's always a concern. That was kind of the problem with Jump Masters is, like, you walk into a game store and, like, the guy that's been playing for three weeks can win the tournament because, like, math. Um, <laughs> Damnable math. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I think uh, I'm I'm okay with major changes as long as it's keeping it exciting and fresh. And so the new FAQ to me literally forces me to rethink every build that I have. Right. which I'm excited about. Um, as an Imperial player, almost exclusively for the first four years of the game, Palpatine really morphed my building, where it's like, it's just kind of you, Imperial you is almost... got
2: 29 points already in your list, right?
0: Yeah, it's just like, it's 29 points. It, it, there has to be something exceptional going on for me not to run that. So I, I think that's cool. I think Zuckus it was just insane for one point. Um... Was I it think,
3: insane for one point, or just insane for one point on dangaroo Is is? I'm, I guess my question on the, all the fact things is: it just the jumpmaster that's the problem, specifically on Scum. Um,
0: I mean, my problem is even Zuckus on like Hounds Yeah, I mean, it's, like... it's
3: fine on. The, I think it's good on Hounds Houndstooth. I really agree.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's superbly good. Is
3: it a, is it oppressive? <laughs> I'm pushing back a little bit, and I'm not trying to be a dick. It's just my inner, sure. my person a little bit.
0: I, I, I mean, I, you know I, what I
3: mean. Like the the hound's tooth dies in two turns, generally, maybe three. Sure.
0: I think Zuckus is the least um, offensive thing on that. Like, it's the thing that needed to change the least, in my opinion. Right. Okay. Yeah. And, and
3: honestly, I don't think the change is like, like the worst thing that's ever happened on zuckus i think it's still interesting to build around uh that zuckus
2: yeah and well, I no one's no one's gonna be running dangaroo anymore anyway right? yeah. yeah i mean
3: dangaroo is
0: for
4: completely dead you can't run that list anymore
0: well and i think like with with zuckus to me and i think this is the trick right this is the question you have to ask which is even with the change is he worth running and i think the answer is yes at one point that ability to even get one attack through like that right yeah, is, it's really is, um, interesting.
3: Still, I think
0: like, like one he... point, if you have a crew slot and one point, Zuckus is kind of just like a. At some point, I can just, just get that kill one. shot in. Yeah, and also part of this too is the fact that you're you're kind of deconstructing some things at the same time, right? Because Palpatine, while good, is no longer defensive defensive, and so all of the aces actually become a pinch more vulnerable. Yeah, because before right. when, when you had a defender or you had Vader or you had Suntier or the Inquisitor or whatever, that, a- that, one, to use it. that one extra guaranteed evade yeah. was a really big deal. And so when you take that away, if you didn't take Zuckus away, now Zuckus is just like he can just maul an ace, right. like
3: yeah, that's point. a good point.
0: Yeah, so I- I'm okay with Zuckus. I think he'll still see play. I'm. I'm very happy about the range restriction on Manaru. I think that's just painfully obvious, the right thing to do. Like, her ability still works, but at least she has to, like, be in the fight to be relevant. I actually think they could have left Palpatine the same, but given him a range limit.
3: Uh, So you think range, like, if it would have been range 1-2, to that wouldn't have been enough on Manaru. Uh...
4: I think the range one is too much. I think I think That's what happened with the
3: range much. one is that Paratani has been wrecking everything for the last couple months, and so I I don't know. Well, I, I don't I necessarily hate it. I think. Okay, should we move? Okay, go. Hold on. Somebody clap. Somebody (laughs) clap. I just broke.
1: There are some upset scum players at this table. Uh, I I was late in hearing about it, and when I heard there were so many changes in one FAQ, I was like, sweet, they took care of Ray and Kanan. What do you mean they didn't take care of Ray and Kanan? Was there anything else that you were hoping to maybe see on an FAQ that uh, wasn't on there today? Poor countdown. <laughs> right. Oh, he doesn't have to down. solo Dengaroo anymore, though.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah. That's what was gonna happen. Honestly, I that. think
5: the secret hey. gem mm-hmm. in this FAQ is that Youngster works on special forces. <laughs>
3: <Ties>. <laughs> because it says Tie Fighter. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Oh my gosh. Uh, so was that the we question? A- Were people yep. worried about Youngster not working Maybe. with?
2: Mm, can we all, all right. take a moment to acknowledge that this is the first fact? that didn't nerf Redline more. <laughs>
5: yes! <laughs> <Dude> <laughs> are OP in
3: 2017! Yeah. So sorry to cut you off a little bit there. No, you're what, fine. Um, really quick, kind of give me, like, where do you think the meta is going to go now? Because we're now in the wild, wild west. We don't know right. what's going to show up, other than I'm pretty sure we're going to see a lot of Kanan and Biggs. And a lot more Miranda. And something else showing up. Yeah. At least at Naboo. So what do you think?
0: Uh, I mean, I think... I think it's kind of a restart, right? That's why I'm excited about it. Is like imperial players have to totally reconsider life. I think the the known like best scum lists are going to have to really rethink their life. Rebels Maybe are just kind of still rebelling around. Um, so it's it's really exciting. I think I think triple ace lists are going to be a real thing again. I think that uh, like whisper mini swarm or swarms in general, lot like three to five count lists are going to be a thing again. Um, And I think people are. I I think that people are going to have to remember how to play, not easy mode of X (laughs) win again. (laughs) The one thing I actually I I wish they had been slightly harder on is the X Seven title. Harder Uh, on it.
6: Okay, I kind of like what they did with it. Yeah,
5: I think it was a
3: was a good good choice. What would have you? What would have? Somebody say that. What would you have done
5: instead Thank you. to make it so, harder?
0: I, I'm only yeah, 2 years sure. in. It, it it feels like so if Maneru had gone from like anywhere on the board to range 3 is her restriction? I
6: right. feel
0: like that is what happened to the X7 title. Where it's like it's not insane all the time now, but still really 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 good. Right. Um so I think though I think it
5: it extra validates the uh, the ways of already taking down the X sevens, which is blocking them, and stressing. or forcing them through obstacles. Yeah,
0: sure. It's definitely way better. I will say that. Um, and I, I think again, I think the math that is changing because of Palpatine's change is significant beyond even surface value. It's it's really really interesting. And to put my litmus test on Palpatine, like I was saying earlier. So here's the thing with X7, right? Same litmus test, which is, are people still going to play a lot of it at this at this change? And the answer is yes. The
6: yeah, X7 sure.
0: is still incredible. Oh yeah. It's it's not enough that it's going to disappear. So in the same way that like if Manaru had gone down to range three, I, I think it's enough to like it makes it a little more skillful, but at the same time, players are still going to have to like still going to be willing to play it. Range one is like I think the hardest you could have gone on Manaroo.
1: Definitely.
3: Yeah. yeah. Where do so, you see Manroo going now? To my shelf think, on the closet.
0: <laughs> I honestly, I still think it's, I think good players with Dengaroo can still do really well. You don't have Zuckus as strong anymore, but at the same time, this is this is kind of why I think they went range one on Manroo, is it is stupidly mobile of a large ship. The yeah. one turns, the green, that like, is, is, mm-hmm. is ridiculous. The fact that it can barrel roll is also ridiculous. Yep. So, like, Manaru with Push the Limit can still easily get you the actions you want, even if she has to be at range one. And honestly, there are a lot of matchups. I've, I've played against a lot of, like, my cane and Biggs list, where Manaru just kind of sits in the background.
3: Yeah, I, that I, is kind of annoying.
0: But it's like, I, don't, I think Super that's annoying. actually the wrong choice, <laughs> and players have been defaulting to that just because it's the known thing to do. Because
4: so, like I, anyways, I played Dengaru a lot in our regional season, and I think like the 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 biggest thing with Manaru being off in the corner is you're forcing the opponent to shoot at Dengar to trigger his ability. If Manaru is in range one, they're shooting at Manaru instead of Dengar and he's not triggering his ability anymore, so he's not getting those two shots. So he's much, much worse. Yeah. Manaru sure.
2: is now the new scumbigs. Yeah, I guess <laughs> that's what Ooh, you do with Manor at that point. I if like you're that.
4: gonna if you're gonna keep trying to do Dangeroo. And the other thing the other thing that made Dangaro really strong was the re-roll with Lone Wolf. Right. On his uh on his defense die. Sure.
0: But I think that's the I think there is a way to play that list. It's gonna be built differently. Yeah, you have uh,
2: to completely rebuild it, but you could probably still run the two. You, and you just gotta completely rethink how you fly. I yeah, think Zach just lineup. gave
1: you some homework, man. <laughs> Figuring out how to make it still work. <laughs> Damn it. Sorry,
2: we're net deckers here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: no. Let's do the work. No, first. Tater's <laughs> going to run the uh, Punishers now. Yeah, only <laughs> No, I was
4: I was actually trying to think of a way to do Rage Dengar and Assage but I don't know if that's any good or not. <laughs> Inspired it's recruit Probably not more. Yeah, Inspiring Recruit and Rage on Dengar, but it's probably yeah, okay. terrible. Uh,
5: I definitely think this is gonna make drastic changes in the meta. I agree with that, and I'm I'm definitely psyched about that. I just worry that it's gonna bring back really annoying shit like quad TLTs and make them that much more viable.
1: Yeah. I do really appreciate the positive mindset you have on it. We're all over here bitching, and you're like, oh, hey, we all have to learn to do cool stuff again. Man, there's a reason
2: yeah. Like the 20 minutes before this podcast isn't going to be recorded. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and so, I think that's the, to me, like, this is the, we'll see if I really like it four or five months from now after Worlds in May. Right. But anytime you have a kind of a change that literally makes you rethink everything, I, I, I'm excited by that challenge. And so I may not agree with everything, but the reality is the game has changed. Um, but also at the same time, like I was saying earlier, that, that doesn't mean that Dengaroo won't exist. It just means that it's going to look very different. And I'm, right. there's a lot of space for people to explore and crack these kind of various things. And there's a ton of, let's think about what used to be good and what can be good now that kind of disappeared for one reason or another. And I'm I'm just super pumped to see what what a meta looks like over the next three months.
3: Gars coming back. <laughs> you no, know, I mean I like your uh, <laughs> you outlook go. on life is really pretty good. I mean, there's one thing that continually surprises me in X Wing is the lists that people come up with that do really well. So I mean, for that point, I'm pretty excited to see what happens. I know I was looking at list juggler today, and in the top. I think it was they finished ninth at the tournament, but it was four Hawks.
6: Yes. What? It was,
3: it was trick shot, Trickshot, Paylob, mutt, yes. and two of the Spice yes. Runners.
5: Are you kidding <laughs> me? Yeah, it took ninth. That sounds amazing.
3: At, at, like, one of the system opens or something. That's awesome. It, That's awesome. So
4: they deserve some kind of medal, yeah, right?
6: That. Like, Send us an insane. email.
3: <laughs> uh,
1: well, Zach, we appreciate you coming on, and this turned into more of a therapy session slash talking all of us off the ledge. I think you've done that,
5: right? So, <laughs> damn it, Zach! Well, I don't know, none but, of the stuff that I've been flying got FAQ. Shut up, Steve. Yeah, all of the stuff I've been flying. Got FAQ'd.
2: <laughs> Whatever. I'm gonna run Canaan on Ray from now on. Screw all the rest of you. God, I hate you. <laughs> so
1: people know to look out for the uh, new podcast and uh, episode content coming from Team Covenant. Is there anything else you want to share with people that might
0: listen to this by accident?
3: Yeah, sorry. We're not going lot accident, of coverage.
0: I accidentally listened to this whole podcast. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, you know, thank you guys so much for having me on. To anyone that's out there creating content, keep doing what you're doing. Community content is a huge part of what makes tabletop, tabletop, and... Uh, you know, keep playing. That's what, that's all I got. Uh, keep having fun, explore like that. If you're if you're an X-wing player in particular, I challenge you to explore. There's a lot of territory right now in particular, and even even before this, I felt like there was a lot of territory people weren't exploring because of old paradigms. And so, just keep playing, keep exploring, and tune into that first episode of the Covenant Cast.
1: Awesome! Oh, I sick. can't wait. Yeah. All right, all right. Thanks again, Zach. Let's uh, cheers, everybody. Cheers. 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 Clinkies, clinkies, (laughs) and we're at 3.2 Podcast. You wouldn't want my life to get boring. Thanks for listening to the 3.2 Company Podcast, everybody. You can find us online at our website, 3.2company.com. Search for us on all sorts of social media. Email us at 3.2company at gmail.com. Once again, thanks for listening to our awesome interview with Zach Bunn from Team Covenant. If you were just here for the X-Wing and the interview with Zach, that's great. Feel free to turn this off now. If you've been listening to our podcast and uh, keeping up with our uh, shenanigans of trolling Brody with Beastie Boys references, uh, keep listening and we'll play the original intro for this episode and you might understand why he sounded a little angry the entire time. 3.2 Podcast. You wouldn't want my life to get boring. god damn it (laughs) he's just gonna leave (laughs) hello
2: and welcome to 3.2 company a podcast about star wars x-wing and apparently the beastie boys are we was that for real start, or are we just, we like... Can, we can count that. I didn't to do
1: ready, so...
2: Okay. You weren't on for I <laughs> All I was doing was giggling.
6: <laughs> <laughs> God. He was hey, just... everybody,
2: I'm Scott. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying Fuck to you, hurt me, apparently. Fuck you, Scott, apparently. Today, I'm joined by, thankfully, still here with us, Brody. Moving on. If we
4: keep pulling this bullshit, I don't think he's going to last much longer. It's the last
3: show notes I write.
2: (laughs) And, of course, Mike is here. Fuck you, Mike.
1: I didn't
6: do this shit. I'm starting to think we need a new gimmick, too.
5: (laughs) I think we could do it one more time.